As we all know by now, Pope Francis descended upon ancient Ur and Babylon yesterday in a move that left much of the Catholic world baffled. The timing of this event has been spectacular, with numerous strange happenings coinciding with the event. I don't think these things are coincidences at all, so let's just get into it. This is a special edition of my series, End Times Watch, which I had initially set aside for Lent, because I didn't think it was necessarily appropriate. But this demands attention. Let's get into it. Francis and his whole ceremony at Ur will be something that I will go into in greater detail in a video later this week. I need time to gather the facts of what happened, and to do this responsibly. Like with the Pacamama event in 2019, we need to proceed carefully, so stay tuned. But his arrival had its own heralds, and for those who know the Apocalypse of St. John or Revelation, if you're a Protestant, as well as the Bible in general, this appears to be heralds of the Apocalypse, or at least heralds of a chastisement. The weekend Francis arrived, the world was treated to a display of earth moving in many places. Tidal waves, volcanoes, and a literal physical upheaval of the earth. These events happen in various far-flung places at the same time, more or less. Some will say it's a coincidence, but I'm telling you about these ch earth changes first, because those you probably heard about, I mean, they were shared all over social media all late last week and into the weekend, but most people did not hear about or were not given proper context into the following event that happened on Friday and Saturday that was brushed off by the opinion makers and not given any proper historical context. The event is the first arrival of the asteroid NASA dubbed Apophis. That asteroid, which is fairly large, arrived near the Earth on Friday and Saturday and did its first flyby at that time. And I say first because it's going to do it again in the year 2029 and then again later. That date, for those who follow Fatima very closely, is important. Apophis is an asteroid that I first heard about somewhere around 2004 or so, and I've been sort of keeping an eye on it ever since. 2004 was when NASA first told us all about it that, and said that if the asteroid, if it hit the Earth, could hammer civilization pretty hard. They said it would be passing the Earth again in 2029, and then it would slingshot around the Sun for a second, much closer flyby a few years later. The asteroid's name is interesting, by the way. Apophis, also known as Apep, is the name of the ancient Egyptian mythical figure known as the Great Serpent, enemy of the sun god Ra. It's kind of interesting by itself. That demon, because that is what Apophis really would have been if the psalmist in St. Paul have had anything to say about it, it, he is associated with earthquakes, thunder, darkness, storms, and death. And if something linked to the being the ancients called Set, also associated with chaos, disorder, storms, and darkness. And so you've seen headlines around describing Apophis as named after the god of chaos. So let's be clear. An ancient asteroid bearing the name of the ancient Egyptian being associated with chaos and storms and the rest appears when all those things suddenly spike in the real world, all while Francis goes to the ancient temple where the sacrifice of beings like Apophis was made in ancient Ur. Strange stuff, to put it mildly. By the way, the Great Serpent sound familiar? It should. Do you know who else is often depicted as a serpent by its devoted fans? The Pachymama. Seriously, I'm not kidding about that. Pacamama and Set, both great serpents, and Apophis is dedicated to serving Set. Gets a little spooky at times, doesn't it? Now, according to EarthSky.org, a sky-watching website that focuses on space objects, they say the following, quote, 
you can watch online as the notorious near-Earth asteroid Apophis brushes past Earth on March 5th to 6th, 2021. This flyby is a precursor to the tantalizingly close sweep Apophis will make in 2029. It gained notoriety in 2004 when observations suggested it might strike the Earth in 2029. Though it will come breathtakingly close to Earth in 2029, a strike that year has subsequently been ruled out. Apophis is not expected to strike Earth in this century. After the 2029 pass, asteroid Apophis will also make noteworthy passes near Earth in 2036 and again in 2068. Earth strikes in 2029 and 2036 have been ruled out. As of February 2021, the chances of impact during 2068 flyby of Apophis are now 1 in 380,000. That is a 99.999974% chance that the, Earth, the asteroid will miss the Earth in 2068. End quote. That article goes into detail saying that NASA scientists have ruled out impact with each time it passes the Earth. And that's all fine, but I haven't had much, if any, faith in NASA in a long time. These are the same people who sent rovers to Mars and forgot to do the math properly and ended up having it either impact on the surface or shoot past the planet. I mean, come on, guys. The Bible warns us of signs in the heavens in those times, in the times near the end, and the arrival of the man of sin. Now, I would normally have ignored this because numerous asteroids come closer to the Earth than this thing did, except for two problems. The timing and the name it was given by the scientists. They don't like people talking about Apophis as if it was Wormwood from St. John's Apocalypse, then maybe they should cool it with giving these things the names of demons associated with the signs of the end of times. It doesn't help the matter at all that this is, has happened and was known to be arriving just as Francis arrived in ancient Babylon and Ur to engage in some very strange sorts of meetings. There are too many things here to dismiss this as a mere coincidence. If you're not familiar with Wormwood from the Bible, the quick version is that it comes from the Apocalypse of St. John, most notably, though in other places as well. St. John tells us the following in the context of the end times. The dread seventh seal promises this punishment. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky on a third of the waters, and on the springs of the water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter and many people were subsumed from the waters that had become bitter. Now there's something else I'd like you to think about, and that's this. Francis is arriving in that country and taking part in some kind of prayer meeting at the ancient site of demonic adoration. That's something to remember, but also what the Vatican and Vatican-adjacent outlets are saying about this. They're saying more. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Chaldean Bishop, Pope Francis is coming to that country as a prophet. Now, I want you to think about that claim, because it's not a small one. It's an enormous claim. A prophet of what? In that story, the Archbishop describes how the locals have been living under the shadow of the group that took its name from the ancient Egyptian being called Aset, though they, they're known by, by that being's Greek name, because it's an acronym that just happens to coincide with it. Look it up. I can't say its name here for the usual reasons, but they were big back in 2016, and before that... They, and then they were mostly taken apart by the previous head of state of my country. But now they're making a comeback, which is typical of things going on now. Francis will be giving a speech in one of the cities that was central in the American involvement there back in 2003 and 2004, and his speech will focus on humanitarian issues. Typical Francis, mostly, and honestly, not all of that is bad. A pontiff should address those issues and remind the world of the gospel at these times that we have a gospel duty to aid people. 
It's just that the gospel part will probably be downplayed, given who we're talking about. The archbishop goes into details, reminding us that the ancient city of Nineveh is located nearby, and that numerous saints and martyrs call that region home. That's all well and good. The archbishop lauds the prayer meeting as providing a message of hope. That's fine, too, I guess, except for a problem. In better times in the church, no pope would have done this. It's become the norm since the council and the rotten fruits it has wrought in the triumph of modernism. But prior to the council, the popes had categorically rejected this sort of behavior. And that begs the question of what the bishop meant by Francis arriving as a prophet, because there must be unity in the church throughout its history, and Francis does not act like the preconciliar popes in much of anything. Is Francis arriving as a prophet, according to this bishop, because of the speeches or because of his prayer meeting? It's an odd statement that I think touches upon the truth, but not all people that get dubbed prophets have been good figures in history, to put it mildly. The Bible speaks of a forerunner of the man of sin, that he will have his own prophet, but he won't be a prophet in the biblical sense, because the gift of prophecy comes from God, and his work will come from Satan, not from God. Clearly, that's not what the Archbishop means in all this, but if he is part of Francis' church, the ape of the church, then there is no reason that we should expect him to know better, and I am not saying that Francis is the man of sin, the Antichrist's forerunner. The Bible tells us to remember the signs in the heavens, and that those who will know how to read those signs will know that the time is short. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. Maybe not. What do you think? Will this event be remembered as Pacamama too, even if it didn't involve obvious idols or an obvious odious enthronement ceremony? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. As always, pray for the church. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.